Welcome to the Success by Design podcast, where we teach professional women to achieve success on their own terms. In a world that often tells us we're not enough and that success requires sacrificing our well being, we're here to challenge that narrative. Our podcast teaches you how to close your confidence gap, avoid burnout and overwhelm, and navigate demanding careers without sacrificing your personal life. We provide actionable strategies and insights to help you boost your peace, your potential, and your paycheck. Subscribe and review our podcast today, and let's start designing the life you deserve. Hey, family. We got such a great show for you today. We're discussing perfectionism, how it works, why we indulge in this type of behavior, and the consequences of staying stuck in this cycle. So today, of course, I'm with my girl, my co-host, Haley Denise, and we're going to talk further about perfectionism. So the thing is, many of us feel most comfortable when we think ahead, we plan ahead, we prepare. But high achievers in particular can fall into the trap of becoming a control freak, right? So Haley, good morning. How are you? Good morning, family. Hope everyone's doing well this morning. I'm doing excellent. Awesome. So are you a perfectionist? I hate to admit it, but I am at times. <laughs> what about you? I am a recovering perfectionist. Actually, <laughs> no, my husband would say the opposite. He's like, I am a control freak. So I'm going to admit it. I am a control freak. I like to have control. This topic is all about me, honestly. But yes, I am a perfectionist. And as a recovering perfectionist, I actually know how tiring it could be and how annoying wanting to be in control, having certainty. It drives stress. It drives burnout. It drives anger at time and even resentment. So yeah, I know all about all of these things. So this is going to be a very interesting conversation. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And you know what? When you were talking about control, I didn't realize how much I always needed to be in control and wanted to be in control. What opened my eyes to that was I was meeting with my business coach. And so we were talking about goals and accomplishments and things like that. And long story short, she helped me to realize that a lot of times the goals I set and the things I set were things that I could control. So if I could control it, then I knew that I was going to be successful in it and that would build my confidence and I was going to be great. I tended to go away from things where I couldn't have full control, which then meant that I wouldn't be able to, to always know how the outcome would be. And then what? It wouldn't be perfect because I couldn't control it. And so that was so eye-opening for me. She had me uh, practice going to Chick-fil-A one day and I could only make left turns. It was so crazy because I could make three right turns and be at Chick-fil-A and have my food. But making only left turns is going to add like 10 minutes to my uh, route. And I did it and I hated it. I absolutely hated it because I wanted to control how I got to Chick-fil-A. But it just that small exercise taught me so much about how when we kind of let go of things, we can find new routes. We can discover new things in life when we let go of that control. What about you? Actually, I love this story. But this story makes me think about some of my clients. One of my clients, she's a perfectionist. And as we were diving into what was going on, because perfectionist really is relinquishing control because there's a fear behind it. Usually that's what it is. Or a thought pattern that is distorted. And as we were looking beyond that, we realized that she was controlling or she was a perfectionist because 
she was afraid of the outcome. She was afraid of not looking into what if, right? It's always that what if, which drives the perfectionist aspect. So you want to prepare everything. You want to lay the ground. But the thing is, it preparing is not the issue. It's the overwork, the over-preparing that is associated to the perfectionist pattern or talk pattern, as I call it. And as we were diving further, we realized that she used the perfectionist or the control aspect. And I can say this because I did that too, as a defense mechanism to deal with the discomfort, to deal with worry, to deal with whatever she didn't have control over. So that is what it is. And oftentimes perfectionists or the control aspect is an, an element of overfunctioning, And it drives a lot of people in people's life crazy. I love this conversation and I love your example and the fact that your coach actually kind of like, it's a beautiful strategy to force you to look into one lane and say, okay, you have to go to one side. And even though you know that you could use the other. So fear, and I want to go back into your story because How did that make you feel? It made me feel like I wasn't in control. It was like I was panicking and I hate to feel panicky. I like to be in control because I know that I can control what the outcome is going to be. I look at the definition of a perfectionist and it says a person who refuses to accept any standard short of perfection. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) that sounds like a crazy person, right? Or (laughs) because they're like, they have to have perfection. Their standards are so high. They will accept anything less. And as I started to think about that, I'm thinking about, wow, that can really put you in, like box you in. Because if you're always striving for perfectionism, you're looking one way. You're not able to kind of take the blinders off and see what's to your left and see what's to your right. Because you're on that path of perfectionism and that's the only thing I'm going to settle for and that's what I'm going to get and I'm going to control it and I'm going to drive it. And if it you know costs me extra hours, extra weekends, all that stuff, I don't care. I'm going forward for my perfectionist and that's what I'm going to get. And so when I think back to my experience with that, it didn't feel good because I, again, I wanted to be in control. I like to be in control. But as leaders, as women, as people, as we grow, as individuals, being in control is not always the best thing because when other people can be in control, we can learn from them, right? Even if we fail, we can learn from that and do something different next time and make it even better. And so we can relax our expectations a little bit to allow us to grow and to find new ways and discover and open our eyes to new things. It's actually very interesting what you said when you bring it back from a professional perspective in the workplace. And I would love for to know if listeners relate to this. Whenever you go for an interview, whether it's to go to a new job or you're on your career path or even for a promotion, one of the questions that the recruiter often asks is, what is your weakness? And oftentimes, even when you do research about what type of answer should I give for this one? One of the things that comes up is I'm a perfectionist or I'm a somewhat perfectionist. And I've done research about it. I've lived through it. I've actually said that type of answer. I also, also realized that it became a badge of honor right? I am a perfectionist. It's beautiful. Like it's like, yes, you're the type of employee that we want who is going to try, drive a productivity. He's an achieve super achievement, right? So it actually is a badge of honor to say that you're a perfectionist until you realize the cost of perfectionist. And it's usually your own initially. So as I said earlier, worrying your internal aspect, your thought process, feeling from a physical perspective, feeling exhausted, feeling that 
you're not good enough. When you dive deeper, even that aspect of it's not good enough, nothing is good enough. And you insist on dotting every single I and crossing every T on every single task. And you have a hard time delegating. And even when you delegate, (laughs) I would love to know if any listeners right now have delegated something and then become a micromanager because they're like, you know what? It's not perfect. Or on the opposite side, you are the employee who's providing a report or some type of work to someone that is, has the tendency of perfectionist. And then it comes back with reds. Like if you were back in school and then you're like, um, I know how to write. I know how to speak. I know how to fill in the blank. And yet the other person, it's never satisfying. So that tunnel vision can really stun someone's progress in their career and their ability to make decisions and move forward. Yes, it can. When you, as you were saying that about interviews and that question about the weakness, <laughs> I had to laugh to myself because I would always give the response of, oh, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So I have to realize that I can't get everything done. I, I can't cross everything off my list in a day. So I may realize that some things are going to take longer. And again, that was my answer because I'm a perfectionist. I want everything done, everything on my list. I have to accomplish that day and all of that. So you're right. We start thinking that process that we have to be perfect. We have to show up perfect. And I love when you talked about too, with the delegation and the micromanagement, because I hear my clients talk about that too. They'll say, oh, okay, one of my employees is tasked. But then I thought about it and then, you know what? They may need this or they may need that or they may not do it the way that I want it done. So either they what? They go help them or else they end up doing it themselves. And again, they're robbing that employee of that chance to grow professionally by doing it for them. And of course, they may not do it exactly how you want it. And that's okay. It's okay. If it gets done, you can still use it. And I think that's the thing too, that we have to realize. I'll tell you a real life example that happened last week. I got ready to send my email out to some of my friends and family and colleagues about my book. And Greg, I sat there and looked at that email for like an hour. I was just frozen where I could not press the send button because I'm like, I kept looking it over. Is everything perfect? Is everything there? Is every word there? Is everything aligned perfectly? Is everything work? And I just kept looking and I said, you know what? I am human. I've checked it like five times. It looks good. Let me just press this send button and go forward and let it go. And if I'm, if it's a typo or a mistake, it's okay. I got it out and I did it. And so I think that's what we think about perfectionism and you all listening, asking yourself, am I able sometimes just to press that send button? Can I just let it go? If I've checked it, do I feel good enough about it? And I always like that quote, done is better than perfect. And sometimes we can get so caught up in perfectionism that it kind of freezes us and we get frozen and then we we get paralysis and then we can't move forward. But we want to keep going and keep moving and not let perfectionism cause us to freeze. I love that. And I know that in your book, The Authentic Confidence Handbook, you actually speak about perfectionists and our listeners can actually grab the book, per se, <laughs> to have to dive deeper into it. There's also another book that I like who teaches us. It's written by an expert on happiness, Gretchen Rubin, The Happiness Project. And she speaks about it. But what I like about her version is how it's perfectionist or that tendency can drive us to burnout. As we grow into our role, our career, our career path and development, 
And we look at perfectionists as this honor badge or even that gift. A lot of people think from a type A perspective, it's gift. We are perfectionists, right? So it's gift, it's talent, it's a status. When you don't reach your dreams, your vision, it becomes unfulfilled. And so that golden stars that is called the perfectionist becomes such a heavy element to uphold because as you said, Ailey, about the high standards that now you have to keep your perfectionist in check. And that is a hard thing to do. Tell me about it. As you were saying that, something else came to my mind that people may say, well, are you saying don't give your all or don't give your best? And it's like, no, we're not saying that at all. Some people say I give 110% every single time, but is that 110% Every single day going to burn you out? Is it going to eventually diminish you to say 75%? So then you won't even be able to give that 100% if you're constantly overworking yourself, over striving to do that. So think about it in the sense of, am I giving my best? If your best today was 90%, that's wonderful. If your best tomorrow is 110, that's great too. But constantly putting that pressure on yourself to always be at that 110% level can lead to burnout and exhaustion. Well, family, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode on perfectionism. Be sure and grab a copy of my book, The Authentic Confidence Handbook, for further tips on perfectionism. And if you leave a comment on today's episode, you'll be eligible to win a free copy of my book, The Authentic Confidence Handbook. And remember, you intentionally design your success today. That's it for this episode. And as always, you have the power to create the life you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope you'll join us again next time on the Success by Design podcast.